it's John and Casey here from Are You Real? And we've been sleeping on my pillow now for over a month. And I'm telling you, our sleep has improved drastically. So what are you waiting for? When are you going to jump on board and start experiencing the kind of restorative sleep you need in your life? Are you waiting for a better offer? Well, your wait is over because if you go to MyPillow.com right now, you can take advantage of the MyPillow four-pack offer, right, John? That's right. You get two premium MyPillows and two to-go anywhere pillows at half off. Just go to MyPillow.com, use my code REAL, and get 50% off. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the four-pack special, and enter promo code REAL, or call 1-800-943-4615. But don't forget, you got to use promo code REAL. Welcome to Are You Real? Finding the Authentic You, the podcast that focuses on Christians that are active in everyday life. Join in as we speak to everyone from successful business owners to educators to athletes about their faith and how it helps them reach out and revolutionize those around them to do the same. And now get ready to roar with your host, the voice of manifestation, John Fuller. Hey, Roar Nation, John Fuller here. Super excited for today because this is not my average everyday podcast. I get to be working out of my office in Amarillo, Texas. So I apologize. You are going to pick up some background noise. But the reason I'm excited about today is we're going to be talking uh, business, faith, and, uh, and, and I get to bring in a friend into this conversation. So super excited. Anyways, that being said, my friend Pedro, are you ready to rock this thing? We're ready to go. Come on, somebody, let's do it. So, guys, check this out. Pedro, uh, I rent an office from Pedro in uh, Amarillo. He owns a company called Sound by Design. Uh, they do phenomenal work. They put in a home theater system in my house, and uh, and everybody in town who's got a an amazing house, he's probably been in it and hooked stuff up. But, uh, anyways. That being said, I'm going to let Pedro give you kind of a 30,000-foot view of who he is, what they do, and kind of how long they've been in business. So, Pedro, the floor is yours, my friend. Fantastic. We started Sound by Design, just completed its 20-year anniversary uh, this September. So, September 98 is when we uh, officially, I guess I put my flag in the ground. Uh, I've been in the audio-video industry for uh, at least 30 years now, but uh, went out on my own. Uh, opened up Sound by Design 20 years ago. Uh, just myself, a ladder, and a truck. I will say it that way because that's literally how it started. Dude, you, you could actually have your own. It could be myself, a ladder, and a truck. That <laughs> exactly. could be that could be the side of your the name. Me, a ladder, and a truck. That's exactly yeah. right. Uh, but uh, what it was back 20 years ago, if you guys remember, the 18-inch dishes that are now DirecTV and Dish Network that they're giving away, those things just cost an arm and a leg. Uh, a two-room system would run you $1,500 wow. and another $800 installation. So that was back in the day whenever I uh, took my entrepreneur spirit and I left Circuit City that I had been working there for five years uh, and decided to do this on my own. Um, I really uh, had some success at the very, very beginning. Uh, There was, uh, you know, the 18-inch dishes were going up like crazy. People wanted an alternative to cable uh, at the time, and everything was digital uh, in the satellite industry. So it was really, really great. Uh, So coming to today... We now have a 2,200-square-foot showroom, and of course, uh, John rents an office from me, and he's uh, a, a very good neighbor to have, believe it or not. But uh, <laughs> none, nonetheless, we've grown a lot. This is our second 
showroom. We've had a showroom before, uh, and it was a lot smaller than this. Uh, and this one's on a street front. We were kind of in the back of a building before this. This was street front. We get some uh, street traffic from this. Back of the building, that's a little ghetto, right? It's, it's a little it's, ghetto. It's a step up from being out of your van, though. We call It was a step up from being behind uh, in the van, but we called it the heel of the building. That's what we used to call that. Nice. Uh, we were right behind Batteries Plus here on Coulter. But uh, all in all, we've had as many as uh, eight employees before, and like I told you before, uh, it was just me at one time. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so along your journey, um, have you had like an inspirational scripture or a quote? It's kind of like, I don't even know, maybe it's even part of your mission statement as far as a business. Um, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthened me. Uh, Philippians 4.13, that's really stuck with me all along because I do feel when my walk gets a little distant from God because things don't go well. I mean, things get a little muddy, things get uh, hectic. Um, you know, those kind of things. So really, I try to keep that one in mind uh, because we can't do anything uh, without him, to be honest with you. Amen to that. So, okay. So let's dive in because we're all, our podcast is about finding purpose. And obviously as entrepreneurs, we kind of step into our purpose. We screw mm-hmm. things up. Oh yeah. Then we kind of question, are we even doing the right thing? Especially when we're broke. Mm-hmm. And then when we make lots of money, then we think we're in our purpose. So take me down some of that journey, just even the last 20 years, as far as um, stepping into that, like you kind of thought like, Hey, this is, this is what I should do. I like this. I'm going to step into it and give it a try. I really thought uh, whenever I did step out of a what some people consider a safe haven, you know, the big, big business, um, I'm an entrepreneur at heart and I follow a lot of Robert Kiyosaki's teachings uh, that uh, those some people that, that choose to, to work for an industry or a big corporation think that that's the safer thing than being out on business on your own, uh, which a lot of times, sometimes it's true. Tell that to the people at Enron. T- tell that to the people at Enron. <laughs> tell that to the people at Circuit City. Yeah. That, that, that closed down not long ago. So uh, I left that company uh, about uh, nine years before they, uh, they went bankrupt and, and closed, closed up shop. But, uh, you know, literally our business... Uh, this industry is what I'm trying to say. The electronics industry, um, for whatever reason, consumers want things to get better and cheaper. It's really the, I think, the only industry that that asks for that. Building, for instance, gets better and more expensive, does it not? I mean, the price of square foot in in it most can, cases yeah, kind of go can. up. Yeah, depends but, on your clientele. <laughs> sure, depends on the clientele. That's for sure. But uh, but definitely, you know, our plasma TVs have gotten thinner. Now they're LEDs. LCD TVs, uh, and the bottom has really dropped out from the very first 50-inch plasma TV that I sold. John, guess how much I sold it for? Very first, back in 19... Uh, no, 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 let's see, it was 2001, was the first plasma TV. 5000 It was $10,000 for a 50-inch plasma TV. That plasma TV weighed 92 pounds. Wow. Uh, and I guess they were pricing it per pound, apparently. Yes. Because they were pricing it per inch because a 50-inch TV, now you guys know, you can get a Black Friday special for about 300 bucks or something like that. That's but, crazy. But anyway, 20-year uh, ups and downs, you know, you do get to the point where you know, where's payroll coming from, yeah. uh, you know, this next week. Uh, and then at times, whenever you get that big fat check uh, from closing a big, big job, that's always nice. But uh, all in all, tie, let's back up real quick. Back up. Tie that into your faith because like there, there is times as an entrepreneur, you're like, 
it's Wednesday and you're thinking, how am I going to make payroll on Friday? Or I have orders coming in and a bunch of people owe me money. And like, there's just so many things that go on. Like, how does your faith go into that? Because there is moments where I, I've thought literally a couple years ago, I remember thinking like, how, here's a story for you. I remember this, this is going back five years. This is no joke. I remember I didn't have any credit at the time. This is going back several years actually. And, uh, I had no money and I get to the gas station and I'm overdrawn in my bank. <laughs> I go to swipe my debit card. Debit I'm out of gas. I'm out of town. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't even, I think I found a $20 bill in oh my, my in my vehicle or something. Like it was totally a God thing. But like, I remember thinking like, could it be any worse? And it could have obviously, but I remember thinking like, are, are you kidding me right now? Like this sucks. Why am I doing this? Right. Right. And, uh, so anyways, you've, you've got to have stories like that. Tying my, well, one key time I wouldn't necessarily, I didn't ever go to the gas pump and, and out of completely of money like, like you were necessarily. But, uh, I'll tell you one test of faith, uh, that I went through. I lost my mother, to, to cancer back in 05. And, you know, I was, you know, when you, the birth of a child, uh, you know, certain times in your life that are very, very key as an entrepreneur, as a self-employed person, you almost kind of can take a step away. So you say, I mean, you're not going to lose your job, but what happens when you do step away is things could kind of get out of whack. I mean, things, if you're the one that's, uh, uh, you know, on the job, your um, what do you call it? Managing the job or whatever, maybe project management, and you disappear. All of a sudden, that project isn't being managed. Yeah. Uh, I took a step away from the company for about a week or two. Whenever my mom passed away, because that was a that was a big event in in my life, uh, and that was back in '05. Um, it was at that time that that we were kind of turning a page in our life where I was not going to have my my mom there for you know moral support and the things that I I would go to her for, and questioned you know, what we were going to do to grow the company, keep it the same or walk away from it and go do something else. So you uh, felt like walking away. Like you know, that was kind of in your mind at that point. At that point, you know, it was just a lot of things going on. Uh, you know, there was some things in even our personal life that, that, that marriage wise that I think a lot of us deal with at times, but oh, gosh, yeah. multiply all that together. Oh yeah. Take my mom's, uh, death, uh, us, you know, going through our own marital uh, issues, uh, and and you know the company growing like it was. That, remember, that was back in '05, right before the uh, the recession. So we were still in pretty good times. So we were doing well, but just it takes that perfect storm to allow you to think back and kind of reflect on yourself. What does God want me to do? What yeah. does God want me to do with this company? Uh, and you know, with my with my marital status in my life in general, uh, and luckily now, what is this? Thirteen years later, mm-hmm. here we are. You know, in a new building and, and and doing well. So here's a question for I've never asked anybody this. So how do you balance? People don't the the ins and outs of business. You, you can't appreciate it until you've really had to grind out. Like you've been on your knees at times mm-hmm. in tears, literally. Yes. yes. But the, I think there's nothing worse than going through marital stress mm-hmm. and business at the same time because it just compounds both of them, mm-hmm. uh, especially like, you know, both of our wives are in, intertwined in our businesses That's as right. well. So how have you found, and maybe you haven't, and we can talk about it a little bit, how have you tried to find a balance between 
keeping a good marriage and then running a business because there is a really fine balance of working that out. And I think sometimes we can, I know I've screwed it up really bad in the past (laughs) and I'm just starting to actually get on the right track after literally being married 20 years. There you go. Uh, just so that your audience understands, since they know you, you, they know that Casey's involved. Tanya, my wife, uh, is the CFO of our company, and she does the books and all the financial uh, items that she has never been trained to do, of course. Uh, she was pulled into this company <laughs> by force. Uh, she's a personal trainer uh, by trade, uh, and she's a product specialist. Uh, she used to work at her other company. But for the past, I would say about 10 years, 10, 10 to 15 years, she's been our CFO. So she has got uber stress with seeing the actual numbers that get close to the numbers she doesn't like them to be. But your question is, how do we balance this? And what about that time specifically? You know, kids can be a blessing. Kids, kids can be an absolute blessing because they're an absolute distraction. Yeah. And I think what we did is we focused we did go through counseling. We, we went through our own counseling times, um, and we turned to our church uh, for, for help. And luckily, we did get a good uh, referral to a counselor, and he took care of a lot of things. He didn't take care of a lot of things. God took care of a lot of things with his, with his he direction. Gave you, yeah, he gave you good counseling. Absolutely gave us great counseling. And, and those listeners that are out there that, that are possibly on you know that verge of, uh, you know, we were afraid that if we didn't have this crisis in our life, uh, we felt that we were going to probably slowly grow apart. So you guys out there listening, uh, if you're looking for some spiritual guidance, not necessarily from me, but from someone that's actually been through uh, a dip in, in his life. But again, back to your question, how do you balance? I was talking about how great kids are because we were so involved with their sporting activities, their extracurricular activities that, you know, they put. They say put on a shiny face, right? Even yeah. though you don't have a shiny, you know, life behind it to put it there. We were going through counseling and uh, helping out our kids and helping out our company, uh, and just continued to grow closer back with uh, that combination of kids being a distraction and counseling doing very very well for us uh, and putting God back in our life for sure. I think it's funny. When I was younger, I thought counseling was like a crutch. Like that's how I would have thought of it as a a young man. I've been like, who the heck needs that? That's stupid. And now like I think it's – I tell people all the time like it's so important because you kind of need that third person to kind of be an intermediary or I know I'm screwing that word up. But having somebody in there to work through some things because we just don't always see – we see it through our own shaded goggles that aren't right and and we and we're not seeing it from their perspective and we need somebody to walk us through that and even though we think we're empathizing with the other person yeah. we still have our own paradigm that we've grown up with and we've only we've got our own point of view yeah uh, we absolutely cannot walk in the shoes of a female first of all <laughs> don't think yeah. I, don't think I'd want to but uh, but you know they they definitely see things differently than than us freaking meathead cavemen uh, that we are and, and we do need that that third person that, that helps us do that. Uh, you know, sports figures, big-time millionaire sports guys have therapists. Oh, yeah. You know, whether they be uh, athletic therapists or real therapists, whatever it may be, we need guidance, whether it be a priest, whether it be a pastor, whether it be a, 
uh, you know, a, a deacon or, or, you know, another somebody just to help somebody. Us yeah. And then someone to hold, hold us accountable you yes. know, as well. Yeah. I have some really good friends in my life. Um, uh, Jody, well, we both, Jody, yeah, Jody yeah, will tell, sure. uh, AJ, another fr- a mutual friend of ours, but uh, I got friends that just call me out on crap. I mean, they'll cool. just call me up and I love that because there's times where, you know, you don't want to hear it, but you need to hear it. Absolutely. And uh, and I, I've told my friends because I've called them out on some stuff, and I said, "Dude, if it was the other way around, I'd want you to throat punch me." That's right. I mean, we all need a good <laughs> throat punch in sometime. You know what I'm saying? For sure, we can definitely get tunnel vision and uh, get very, very selfish for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I like to go into the diving deep question, which you kind of hit. It maybe. Um, I call it, it couldn't be worse than this. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that was maybe with your mom, obviously you talked about it in 05 or a business thing, but kind of if there was a story that you would dive into that you kind of thought, man, I, it couldn't be any worse than this, but hindsight, you can see how God just carried you through it. And you kind of just had that breath of relief mm-hmm. after. I do have a, a different uh, business related situation and as entrepreneurs, a lot of times we are we are training our competition, and I'm sure your listeners out there <laughs> have, have been to that that scenario. Um, I thought God had brought me this person, uh, and He had been with me, and He was our business manager. Literally knew all of the ins and outs, all the financial uh, ins and outs of our company. Um, figuratively, I always say He's looked under the skirt, basically, and uh, He. When we were making the transition from our previous store, previous showroom to this one, um, I had this this awkward feeling that we were just growing a little bit distant. And all of a sudden, you know, he comes to me and uh, lets me know that he's leaving me for another company. And we're a pretty small town, so uh, I wasn't sure if he was moving out of town or whatever it may be. But no, he was going to a friendly competitor, uh, another security company. And here I thought um, that you know, this was the guy I was going to hand the keys to. Oh gosh. I was going to hand the keys to this guy. And, and as an entrepreneur, of course, I'm going to go and start other businesses or continue to run other businesses that I have uh, operating now. And, uh, you know, that comes crumbling down. And when you say it can't get any worse than this, I'd already made plans on, on, you know, trying to partner up with some other people on some other ventures and kind of had to put that on hold because Mm -hmm. of this individual that, I put a lot of trust in, decided to up and, and leave. And there was, you know, money was, was, was an object. And I don't know that I necessarily made, we had no ill will against each other, but that really kind of put my plans on hold as far as uh, other things. But God since then has put other people in my life that have really blessed this company. I'm just curious because my wife, I can't tell you how many times I've got into business adventures or people mm-hmm. have come into my life and Casey's been like, I don't have a good feeling about this, especially when we were younger. And I would say, no, baby, you don't know what you're talking right. about, man. I'm the business guy here. You just, you know, you're just on the back burner, honey. You don't know what you're right, talking about. Right. Let and, me handle this. Let me yeah, handle let, this. I got this, man. I got this. Don't worry. Hold my beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got it. Don't worry, baby. <laughs> and um, and literally, she her batting average is 10 for 10. I like, without so. every single person that has come into my life that Casey has said, I don't have a good feeling about this person. You shouldn't do it. Right. 
And I said, now I literally, if I, if I'm thinking about doing business with somebody, I will literally, they don't know this, but I will set up a lunch meeting mm-hmm. and I bring her with sure, And sure. the moment we walk out the door, I'm like, what well, do you think? Now <laughs> what? Give me, give me but break. Hey, but it only took 15 years <laughs> to figure it out. Right. 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 So I'm it, just, and you try to fix your screw up too. Oh, you try gosh, to say, no, dude. you know, he's, he's not completely psycho. He's just bipolar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. He's not, he's not that bad. Yeah. You try to, ju- but he's got a lot of money, so yeah, surely he's sure done something right. <laughs> right. Well, what I didn't know what he was doing right is he was ripping off other people, Gosh, and I was the next no victim. Kidding, no kidding, no kidding. Yeah, no. To to, to back you up on that, uh, Tanya has absolutely got her sixth or seventh or ninth sense about her, and she has. Uh, I'm going to say right now, kept us away from some complete disasters, um, but but absolutely spot on. Has nailed some pe- some individuals that I've gone. Uh, against your will to hire that obviously don't work for the company right now yeah. because of that. But uh, you, you, I, I don't necessarily always mind the slow to hire, quick to fire scenario. Uh, and uh, if we do just put her, put these individuals through the uh, the wife meter, yeah, I think we're going to be in much better, much much better shape. So if you're young and you're in business and you have the same stupid attitude that Pedro and I had, I highly recommend you get over yourself now. And, exactly. and if you're a wife listening, don't give this to your husband and right. say I told you so. <laughs> be like my wife and just pray through it and let him just soak in his stupidity for a while. Stumble a little, a, a couple times at least. Yes. Uh, you know, a, a knee, an elbow, and two knees. Two elbows. Let's get them skidded up. That means four times, uh, and then let's let's uh, let you guys take over. On let's the talk about it after that. Sure. That's yeah. awesome. That's right. Okay. Um, what do you feel like, Pedro? Your biggest strength is in what you do. Oh gosh, my biggest strength in what I do. I think I don't want to call myself necessarily a leader, but this company has made me very uh, aware. And to be a very good problem solver, and I think it's it's stemmed over into uh, I'm on I'm on several committees. Uh, God has has given me time to to be on several uh, uh, committees that I've been asked to, to participate in, and I think I can get to a solution to a problem quickly because the electronics industry has a lot to do with troubleshooting. Uh, you find out where the buzz is coming from. Why is that? Sp- speaker ticking? Why is my remote control not working? Uh, a lot of things that make you troubleshoot. Um, and I think I've just trained myself. I think my math background, math, calculus, physics, all that stuff too has helped me in my critical thinking skills. And I think that that is one of my biggest strengths is coming to a, a solution quickly. I'm just curious because we're both in the kind of same line of work now where we started off with uh, one man in a ladder. Sure. And then you build this business, and then all of a sudden you step out of the day-to-day grind, mm-hmm. but now you're grinding from the managerial side, sure. you're managing. So do you get sick of the point, like, all I do is I feel like I fix problems from the moment I wake up, my phone rings, till sometimes I go to bed. All I'm doing mm-hmm. is fixing a homeowner's problem or a subcontractor's problem. And sometimes I get to the end of the day and I'm like, if anybody asks me one more freaking question about fixing anything, I'm going to lose it. And then I, and then, and when I'm at that point, I just don't answer my phone because I know I'm just in a bad mood. You'd be, you'd be better off not answering it because what dialogue you would have may not be positive. Exactly. Uh, and, and let your, uh, your phone, uh, voicemail pick it up and then take 20 deep breaths 
and you can call them back in the morning or later on that afternoon. Yes, I've gotten to that point. And not only that, but whenever you're problem solving all day, it's hard to get traction. You know, you're, yeah. you're trying to build positive momentum in your company and you're literally like standing still, kind of spinning your wheels. But uh, I mean, that's just good to go to new contractors and even tell them, you know, let's do it right the first time. Yeah. Ask me questions if you don't understand it. So that way we don't have to do it again. Um, and, and so on and so forth. So, I mean, that really, really is important for sure. Yeah. Okay. So do you feel, what do you feel like your biggest weakness is? Sometimes we talk about it being an over an extension of a strength. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, or do you feel like you have a, something else that comes to your mind? No, I'm very, very weak in the fact that I try. For one, I trust people. I try to trust them until they make me not trust them. And unfortunately, sometimes uh, that gets to the point to where it's it's hurt either the company or my family or something. Uh, not, not big by any means, but I am very trustworthy. The other thing about an entrepreneur, and I think, John, you, you're probably going to relate to this as well, is ready, fire, aim. Oh, dude. I'm not, I don't think things through that. I'm not a good planner. I'm a good problem solver. And the, probably the reason I'm a good problem solver is because I typically create the problems. You <laughs> Dude, know? I always so. fire. I say always. I'm getting better, but I used to, I'll fire first right. and go, oh, crap, I missed. I need to go to the left a little bit. <laughs> right. Instead of like trying to focus in, I'm like, I just blast it. And I'm like, oh, I'm close. Let's not buy a scope. Yeah, let's just hone in a little let's bit. Let's just hone in a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I, am, I will rather do something and fail and learn than plan and not fail. Uh, so I'm trying to teach my children that as well. It's okay to it's okay to fail. I love failing because as long as you fail forward, you're making traction and you're learning and you're allowing other people to help you succeed as well. So so that's really uh, what what my goals are is to learn from all the failures that I have and other failures of of, of other people. You know, I don't oh, mind yeah. learning from other people's failures. Uh, and so that's why I like to have a circle of influence and, and some mentors that, uh, you know, kind of lead some, some failure stories for me. But, uh, but I think that's one of my biggest weaknesses is uh, ready, fire, aim for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Hang on, entrepreneurs. We have that. Okay. What is the biggest thing that God's stirring inside of you right now that you're excited about? And you feel like maybe it's like a God thing? Well, stirring inside of me, I have a senior in high school. Yes. So I think I'm overreacting just a little bit. So I'm, I, I pray daily for the patience of my son uh, in the direction that he's going in. Uh, he's a great kid. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but his version of productivity is online gaming. <laughs> and so I asked him the other day if he, if he knew. I mean, I, and I just I didn't clock him. But I knew that he had gone on at 5 o'clock and he had gotten off at 10 o'clock, about 10, 15. And I asked him just as an observation, I said, do you realize how long you've been on online? Because he's been blowing up things that entire time. And he said a couple hours. And, And that's, I think, some of the problems these days is they think, it's just been a couple hours. Time flies when you're you having fun. You know what would be fun is you could just tell, I just need you to go to work for a couple hours. I'm going to pay you for a couple hours worth of work. <laughs> exactly. And then you put him to work for five. And then he says, 
But, Dad, you said it's five hours. You said a couple. Say, well, that's how you play games, son. It's the same thing. That's right. That's right. So further on, answering your question about what's stirring in me is I am asking God for the patience because at his age, at 17 years old or 18 years old, he'll be 18 in December, I didn't have a freaking clue of what the hell I was doing. I had no, no stinging clue. And it's not that I can say, and I turned out okay. You know, life... Life happens to people differently. Uh, it, it's it's you know it just depends on who's who's in your circle of influence. You know the friends that you have, uh, how strong God is in your life. Because when you're presenting, when you are presented with some some bad decision opportunities, if your God meter is high, you're going to have less likely you're going to have a less likelihood of making those bad decisions as you would if God is not very, very close. That's really good wisdom. I mean, that's, I mean, I don't care if you're 17, 18, or if you're 40s, it, it just doesn't matter. Like that is, I love what you just said that there because it really is your God meter because when you're not allowing processes and thoughts to go through the Holy Spirit no, filter. And, and filter that, and then sometimes we're not there because we are, and I get it, I've been in a dark place where I wasn't filtering that, mm-hmm. But I at least we went to some friends to say, hey, what do you or my wife to say, hey, what do you think about this? Sure. And, and that's when your friends look at you kind of like, are you that stupid? You're dumb. You're dumb. Like, are you are you that dumb? Like you try that, to justify that. Yeah. Yourself. Like that makes sense to you. And then, you know, like, uh, OK, I'm on the wrong track. Absolutely wrong track. But that's really what I'm dealing with is my my daughter is is a sophomore. So I've still got a couple of years to kind of process. Our kids, I didn't even realize our kids are the same age. Same it's age, different. Yeah, same I got, age. It's I got a senior, senior and a sophomore. Yeah, and a, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and so we are, we are at a crossroads. We're yeah. literally at a crossroads. Uh, and I urge him to uh, keep its grades up. Again, he is a phenomenal kid. He is very respectful. He's not doing anything that I was doing at his age. Um, yeah. and, and so that's thank God. <laughs> yeah. Thank and you, Jesus, thank on that you, one. Thank you, Lord. I th- you know, they say that you get paid back double yeah, of, of how dude. bad you were. But uh, I think my mom is up there praying for our family as well because uh, he has actually stayed away from, from the, from the uh, darkness that I've been in as well. Uh, but yeah, that's it. I think I just need his guidance and uh, for me to pull back a little bit. I'm hard yeah. on him sometimes. Uh, so really just the patience to uh, to deal with the senior that's graduating and, and for God to just tell me that, that it's going to be fine. Yeah. It's going to be all right. That's a big step. It's funny because they're excited. They're like ready to step out, think they're going to conquer the world. He was, con- he was ready to leave two years ago. Yeah, and all I can think of is with my daughter, like, dude, we got to get something. Like, we need to learn how to budget. And right. Like, so, like, there's things like you need to grasp before you walk out of this door. And then I think, you know what? My wife and I turned Going out. Going to the doctor we found was something interesting because, of course, we heard from someone else that has a kid, you know, out of, at a, a university, a college. Yeah. Think about it. We've always taking them to the doctor when they're sick, right? <laughs> so think about it. When you're sick and you're away at college, yeah. you're calling mom and mom, dad yeah. and saying, what do I do? What do I do? Well, you drive yourself to the doctor. <laughs> you know, it's something that simple. Oh, that's but, funny. but typically, even a child, whenever they're a senior or junior in, in, in high school, if they've got a, the flu, you're feeding them you know, oh, the, yeah. the soup and all the that Gatorade stuff. and all the stuff yeah. that they need. Yep. Instead, My, they kind of have to fend for themselves. Uh, and and then go to the doctor, get the right medicine and all that stuff. Uh, I remember being in North Texas in Denton, uh, also thinking to myself, uh, whenever I did have an injury or whatever it may be, what do I do? Yeah. You know, typically, we were guided that way, but uh, but yeah, that's 
rites of passage for sure. College, uh, need to make a student college guidebook for, for young age. Okay. How do you, um, I remember being young, felt called to ministry, was on fire for God, wanted to do youth ministry, thought I'd be a pastor someday, but I loved business and I didn't see how they intertwined. True. Um, and they and did. you actually wanted to make a little money? Yes, and I wanted to make, I love making money, I love business, and I'm like, I don't know how all this goes together. So, But as you find is, it's like your business is ministry in, in the way we run it, the way we treat people, stuff like that. How has that experience been for you as far as like either sharing your faith um, just every day, just with what you do and who you are? Is there living that out? Is, is there a way you do that? There is, especially whenever I'm in front of clients. I mean, because we do have a lot of FaceTime with clients and we're, we're in their homes as well. Uh, so for one, you, you know, when you're just a, you know, when you have hygiene, when you have clean hygiene and you're actually presentable, uh, I think that whenever you have this, this conscious to actually look well, dress well, smell well uh, in front of another client, that's respect. That also is your, the temple of God and you're actually presenting yourself to that. And there, there have been a few times that the talk has become spiritual or religion based. Uh, And you, most of the time you have to be careful about that, you know, because it can go, uh, you know, one way or the other, but to, to kind of turn the question just a little bit in, in what kind of what you're asking me, I've been given the opportunity by being an audio video technician or having the product to help some people out by loaning them the audio video products and whatever it may be, setting up for a, uh, you know, a, a revival or whatever may be using our products and, and, and donating the use of them uh, has, has helped us do that. And then we've also been able to uh, gift cameras or audio video equipment to nonprofit organizations, that's cool. you know, so that's given us the, the vehicle to do so. Uh, and also the contacts that we have through church and through ministry, um, through different retreats that I've been uh, a part of acts, uh, retreats that, uh, are, are very similar to the walk to Emmaus. It's just the, uh, the Catholic version of it. Yeah. I uh, love, I've, yeah, I've done walk to Emmaus. I so there's, that. you know, the team is 42 people, 42 guys. And guess who gets to run AV? You. That'd be me. Yeah. You know, so I can do You always have your job. As soon Absolutely. as you sign up, they know what you're doing. As soon as I sign up, they I, I know what, what position I fall into. Yeah. And of course there's musicians involved and whatever it may be, but you know, anytime that there's slide presentations or something to go along with it, uh, I step up or I'm I'm not asked anymore. I'm just kind of uh, expected to step up and, yeah. and actually do that. So uh, really that goes hand in hand in what what I do in my my ministry life. So. Okay. I like that. Um, have you had a recent book that you've read lately that's impacted you or something that comes to your mind or a resource? We are, gosh, I am going to forget the, the name of this book that we're using in our tools group just to kind of give you a little bit of background. It's a monthly, um, monthly, I don't even want to call it supper club because that's, that's not really even what it is. We do share a meal but we share a meal. We do highs and lows. We kind of go around. It's five married couples. It's a five married couples group. And we just finished a book. I think it was by Scott Hahn, if I'm not mistaken. But that, I'm not a reader, John. Okay. I'm not a reader. So I, I always give it the sit on the toilet test. <laughs> if it's, it's how many sessions of sitting on the toilet could I get through this? Yeah. And, and so... You know, and if it's in the if it's a low number, you know, like the tens and twenties, toilet session, 
that I'm in on the book. Gotcha. It has to be big letters and kind of short. And you're hoping for pictures? <laughs> for some pictures to take up some of the some of the things <laughs> or like big spiritual quotes so that it takes up a lot of the page. Uh, Maybe but, you're onto something. Maybe my next book needs to be like mostly pictures and things like that. Mostly, mostly pictures, uh, graphs, maybe. But I think it was Finding Jesus. I think it's what it was called, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, I think it may have been what it was called, but uh, I, I, might, I might look it up here. In finding just a Jesus. Okay. I think it was Finding Jesus. But it it has, I think, each chapter. Yeah. I think it's three pages long. Okay. So it does have like 32, 36 yeah, chapters. It's a good, yeah, it's a quick read. Uh, but it, uh, it does have uh, some very interesting topics that we can go through as a couple. Uh, and um, I don't want to say this. That's hilarious. I don't think it was a Finding Jesus, but... Nevertheless, it's well, if you a, it's find a good, what we do, what we'll do, we'll put it in the show notes. Sure. So when we get done, why don't you just text it to me? I will absolutely and I'll do it, that. I'll put a note so you recommend I will absolutely okay. do that. Okay. So um, one question uh, that we always ask, Pedro, if you could go back to the younger version of you, mm-hmm. okay, what age would you pick? And what advice would you give yourself knowing you can't change anything that's going to happen in your future, but you're going to give yourself a pep talk? So it might even be that pep talk that you're going to give your son uh, here soon. But what advice would you give you, pay, the younger Pedro? It's funny because as, as a person that's very capitalistic, I would have told myself to go back and buy Dell and, and Netflix stock uh, or Apple stock back when it was very, very affordable. But if I were to really be a, an influencer in Pedro's life, like you said, you, you can't change the outcome. Can't change the outcome. But obviously, if you if you coached yourself, there's a possibility that yeah, the like you change. can't change like um, um, yeah, I don't know how to say that like in the right way, but like um, okay, so for instance, like here's a horrible example, okay? Sure. But and and I'm open about this. I talk about this uh, in my book and stuff like that. But I was sexually abused as a kid, mm-hmm. so like I can't change that. Right. Like it happened. Correct. But I could go back and tell myself like, hey, like. This is going to be one of the darkest spots in your life, mm-hmm. but the other end of it is going to be like, wow, I got through this. This is great. And you, you're going to be able to help other people. Sure. So it's stuff like that is where like, you know, like it's going to suck, mm-hmm. but you're going to get through this and it's going to be okay. Sure. So sure. things like that. Sure. Um, I think that honestly, what I think what, what really hurt our, our marriage was still being a heavy drinker as I came out of high school in high school. And like I was saying earlier that my kids don't do anything close to what we used to do in high school. And I'm, I'm just scared to death as to what our parents thought uh, (laughs) when we were at this age, because I'm looking at my kids at this age, but, uh, drinking and partying was an absolute sport. I mean, it was an Olympic sport for us. (laughs) It was absolutely positively the, the, the sport of the years. I would say since I made it out of that unscathed, uh, I wouldn't change that part of my life. What I would tell my um, my 20-year-old self is to freaking grow up. Yeah. I would have told myself, this is going to do nothing good for you. Yeah. But honestly, and, and to you know do it in moderation. It's, right. That was kind of really my problem was... I was absolutely the guy with the lampshade on my head. You know, I was <laughs> yeah. that guy. I, you and I, I would have got along great. For sure, for sure. Yeah. I would have gotten a lot of fights too. But but nevertheless, I was, and I was a lover, not a fighter, by the way. I would just always, I guess, start the fights and my friends would finish them. Uh, I would tell my 20-year-old self to grow up quicker than I'm planning to. And um, 
that's going to make life a whole lot easier. Yeah. Because, like you said, you can't go back and change certain things, but it might have changed the the near the near fall. Yeah. To use a to use a, a, a MMA uh, uh, word, it would have changed the near fall uh, in my life and just grow up quicker. Yeah. Know, grow up. Take no, responsibility. Take responsibility. Yeah. Uh, you don't want your kids to grow up that fast. You know, for them to enjoy their their life as they are young, but to probably get past that joy of alcohol a lot quicker than I did, uh, and uh, so that's what I would do. Yeah, I like that. Sure. Okay, so that's the advice you gave yourself uh, as we wrap up the show in part. What advice would you give our listeners? I think if uh, there are listeners that have listened to the, the entire podcast. There's, there's some little nuggets of, of information that I've left you guys. One counseling is absolutely positively worth every little nickel because you are investing in your spiritual life. You're investing in your emotional life. You're investing in your marital life. You're, you're being a father, being a mother. Uh, there are people that have gone to school to coach people into doing better, so yeah. uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna give kudos out there to counseling. Uh, second of all, is in business, just just being diligent, working through some highs and lows. Um, that uh, one I will mention a book that is not that is absolutely not a spiritual book. It's a book by Seth Godin. It's called yeah, so, yeah. The Dip. Yeah, I haven't read it, but Seth Godin's a great author. The Dip. It's called The Dip. And uh, it's for those times that you are in the valley of your life. Uh, He talks about what a great place to be. And you're thinking, what the heck is this guy talking about? Well, the dip is the low part. That means that that, that an upswing is coming. And so he's always looking for the fact to be a quitter. Yeah. Quit doing stupid stuff. You know, what's funny you say that is I heard a guy one time talk about, it. he said, you know, you never learn anything when you're successful. Like when, when are you, when you're at the top and you're just making all this money or everything's going great, like you don't learn from that. It's when you hit those lows that you really got to sit there and go, Oh crap, mm-hmm. I really need it. Like I'm not doing something right. And I need to figure this out. Ask a, ask a wealthy guy, ask a rich guy, has he hit freaking rock bottom? And he'll most There's of the time you. tell you absolutely yes. Yeah. And the reason they're successful is because they've freaking can, they've either hit rock bottom or or they came near it. Yeah. And and that's why they're successful is because they've, they've picked themselves out of that, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I appreciate all, all the stuff you left us with. Um, as we wrap up, how do we uh, people find you? Because I know we do actually get a lot of Emerald people in this area in the sure. Panhandle. So how do we find you, get a hold of you? Um, I do want to throw out just a kudos uh, to Pedro. He did put in a home theater system in our house. We got three TVs. We got stereo systems in our kitchen and office and patio patio and uh, bedroom and closet. I mean, we got all kinds of uh, lights, dude. I got to tell you, I love being able to uh, remote. I can use my lights. Uh, my garage door openers are on my phone. Smart, smart home automation. I mean, that's really the, the, the emerging technology that we're dealing with is smart home automation, 
lights, garage doors like you're talking yeah. about, front door, uh, and that's what we, we've done for John, and uh, I think he's really enjoying it. Uh, but, yeah, that's how they can find me. Is yeah, how do they find you and get well, if they want it? Pretty much soundbydesign.com. That is exactly the way it sounds, S-O-U-N-D-B-Y-D-E-S-I-G-N.com. Uh, you can look on our website, and you can find us on Facebook as well. Uh, you can also find me as a part of a, a group called 12 Strong. That's our current mentorship group that we are, we've got. We've selected 12 teenagers to, to be mentored by 12 mentors for 12 months. That's and cool. so that's we are in our clearly in our 10th month or I guess ninth month of that. And uh, we are just having a blast with that. And those guys, if we can change one kid's life out of those 12, it's not a big group, but if they hear one item out of that entire year that, you know, 10 years from now, five years from now, we'll give them a nugget to just make a right decision or take the right path. We've done our job. Love so, what you're strong. doing, dude. That is strong. cool. 12 yeah. strong. Okay. Absolutely. All right, Pedro. Hold on. Let's wrap this up. Roar Nation, I hope you guys love that. I hope you got a lot of information out of that. I highly recommend uh, if you do live in the Panhandle area, check out what Pedro's doing. He's been a, a fun friend, and obviously I love being here. Um, just remember, guys, that uh, as you pick up counseling and you're finding purpose, uh, is like Pedro said, man, part of it is just uh, grinding it out. And I think the best advice he talked about is having the right people around you. I cannot stress enough. Uh, I read in a book uh, some years ago that said you are the sum average of the five people that you surround yourself with. So I would really think about that. Who are the five key people that are in your life and should they be in your life. Uh, I know for a fact I've actually gotten rid of people in my life just because I knew that they were uh, in that five. So anyways, that being said, send us some emails, get on Facebook and uh, love to hear from you. Love to hear your feedback. And remember, be real, be authentic and be you. God bless. That's all for this episode of Are You Real? Finding the Authentic You. Be sure to go to areyoureal.org for your free questionnaire to identify your gifts and talents and how you can use them to help people become leaders and catapult them into their destiny to help others become the leaders of tomorrow. We appreciate you spending your time with us and look forward to helping you reach out and revolutionize next time on Are You Real? Finding the Authentic You.